Every veteran knows that we have our freedom only when the citizens believe in the ideals of the country. We cannot afford to ignore these ideals that others have died to preserve for us. However, we are free to neglect these liberties that we have inherited. And I want to repeat that. We are free to neglect the liberties that we have inherited. There is no greater freedom than that. I'm not sure that people today think there's anything worth dying for. In fact, I know a few friends that have wonder if there's anything worth living for. But there are certain principles, there are certain pr uh, principles and heritages and liberties that we have got to fight for. I can go on about America's lack of faith, prisons full of armies of criminals, corrupt city governments, and a jobless rate and unparalleled riches. Sure, there's a lot that's wrong, but by God, there's a lot that's right about America. So much that it's worth the price that's been paid by so many. How many of you know what the Veterans Honor Flight is all about? How many, how many know what that is? There's a fair number of you that do not. The Honor Flight, Jeff and I just finished an Honor Flight a month ago, and what it was, there were 77 members, 79 members of the UP uh, that went to Escanaba, and they provided a uh, jet for us, a uh, chartered jet. We were able to leave our things anywhere we wanted. The jet was ours for the day. Uh, we left Escanaba and flew down to uh, Washington, D.C. And what they did is they took us back to 79. It was four bus loads. And we went to all of the memorials, Iwo Jima, uh, the, the Korean Memorial Wall, the, Vet the uh, Vietnam Wall, all in the Air Force uh, uh, new monument there, the World War II monument, all of the monuments around Washington, D.C. But the key piece that was so fantastic was when we came home. You see, Jim had to take his uniform off, and Wayne had got spit on. We didn't come home to the fanfare of a wonderful world. And the reason for that is two, two kind of reasons. When you come home from, from Korea, it wasn't a war. It was a police action. You watched MASH enough times, you know it was a police action. It wasn't a declared war. Neither was Vietnam. Vietnam was a conflict. So we didn't get the benefits that happen when you come home from a war. Those benefits were not available. And, and, and the atmosphere around those wars was so poor that we didn't get a lot of those benefits. And so that's why um, you see so much of this honor flight trying to bring that back. When we came home on that honor flight and that plane came down, Jeff and I were one of the first ones off. And we came in, there were over a thousand people at Escanaba holding up signs, welcome home, thanks for your service. Bands were playing. Army uh, uh, reservists, all in dress uniforms. The police were in dress uniforms. The fire department was in dress uniforms. Nurses out there in their World War II capes and red, white, and blue hat and, and nursing. When we drove out of the parking lot, there was fire trucks with great big ladders on the top and a flag coming down as we left. There was a homecoming. Show me the next picture, guys, the Vietnam Wall. That's Jeff and I. Look at those names. Now, I'm taking that etching off of one of the names because we have a family member there. And uh, you'll see at the top of that wall, this is the very center. These are the first ones that died in Vietnam. And I have an uncle that died there uh, very early. 
But from 1959, when the United States didn't even know we were there, and they did it in 64, there's four or five hundred names on there. But then when you get to about 1967, 66, 68, when many of you guys were there, there's just wall after wall after wall, thousands and thousands and thousands of names. Show me the wall, the next one there. There's the wall, the whole link there. And I imagine that would go from here up to the high school. Um, and it's just, it just name after name after name. Thousands of guys that died there in Vietnam. Um, let's go to the next one. This is, uh, let's just this is Jeff there. This is the <laughs> World War II Memorial. And, um, Look in the corner, the top right corner. You see where it's kind of round right there? Those are gold stars. Show them the next one. Next. Those are all those stars. And each one of those stars is a casualty of 100 people. Each star is one represents 100 people. Yeah, and that wall just keeps on going. It just, it just blows you away. Jeff's comment afterwards, he says, every high school student has got to see this. That the sacrifices that have been made for this country. Unbelievable. As Christians, I think we need to be examples of God's uh, touch founded democracy and the desire of his people to give rather than to get. Liberty's greatest enemy today is the age-old enemy of human greed and selfishness. The plea of the church today should not be that people shall call upon God to return our democracy and bless it, but rather the church should be that we should together cause our democracy to return to God so that we will be blessed. Amen. Our coins say, in God we trust. What does that mean? To me, it means that we'll all begin to be blessed when our ways align with his ways. And God has laid down a national blessing. Mike read it just a little bit ago. That's the next one, guys. Chronicles. Second Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and I will heal their land. These are the conditions for God to bless America. Let's look at Lincoln. You got a picture of Lincoln? Yeah. Jeff and I went up to see that. Lincoln said, we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers and wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown. Lincoln went on to say, we've forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand that preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us more than we could ever have imagined. But there's deceitfulness in our hearts. Do we think that these blessings, this is Lincoln, do we think that these blessings were produced by some superior virtue or wisdom of our own? Lincoln said these things in 1863. He says we as a nation had forgotten God in 1863. Think how much more that means today. And we can sing, God bless America with all the gusto of the Mormon tabernacle choir. But unless we do what God has indicated, his blessings might be withheld. 
The Bible says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. But like our good pastor Jim has been telling us, we have got to get back to prayer. We need to return to God and find out what his will is for us in our prayers. You may be thinking, you're absolutely right, Mike. Those people outside there are crazy. They've lost their way. But it's not like that in here, is it? We're all Christians, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're God-fearing Christians, right? But if we prayed and confessed our sins in here, and then go out and do as we please later in the week, we cannot fool God. So again, God, God show us the, why should God bless America? Why should God bless America? Well, it's because of people like you. People who have accepted the free gift of everlasting life. Who have said, yes, we believe in the core doctrines of faith. I want to lead back to the Bible story in Genesis 18, where Abraham pleads. I think I got a cartoon of that one, guys, isn't it? Yeah. Where Abraham pleads for God to save Sodom and Gomorrah. Jason's going to come up and read a, read a piece for us, that, that very piece of Sodom and Gomorrah. version. Then Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you Will you not judge, will you, will not the judge of all the earth do right? Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke again. Now that I have been so bold to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, my Lord, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if... Only 30 can be found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, I think he's sounding a little sheepish now. <laughs> Abraham said, now that I have been so bold to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered. For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. <clears throat> when the Lord finished speaking with Abraham, he left it, and Abraham went home. Just give me ten, and I'll save your land. Just give me a few. That's why God will bless America. 
Because there's still people left, like us, to please and honor God. As long as there's people like Bob Smith, Hank Vanderwerf, Wayne Bueller, Jason Bowlby, Archie Reno, Jim Fierro, Jim Berryhill, Lynn Forrester, myself, all who have answered the call of duty in service to our country, that's why God is going to bless America. And I'd ask you to remember our spouses, too. They're the ones that stayed home in the waiting game and waiting and waiting. They sacrificed their normal life for a life of waiting for us to return. Yes, my Christian friends, as long as we continue to ask God to bless America and pray that his, our will is his will, and we defend freedom wherever it's being threatened, then God will bless America. There is, however, one other veteran that has sacrificed more than any other U.S. veteran. Let's have a picture of Jesus Christ. He's earned the Silver Star, the Brown Star, Medal of Freedom, Purple Heart. It's our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's our, we've made monuments in, in our churches, and we have days off, Christmas and Easter, all in showing thankfulness to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Another way of showing our faithfulness to Jesus Christ is through communion. So let's please and honor him by taking the bread and the cup and remembering him.